Welcome to FitChix Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by FitChix Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for any of our upcoming certifications that you can read more about at FitChixAcademy.com. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Hello everyone, welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn. And my name is Laura Jackson. And today's podcast is part of our five-part series. So today is part number three of the five-part series. If you haven't listened to part number one and number two, you need to go back because part number one is the origin, the story around how we started FitChix and why we started FitChix. Part number two is talking specifically about how we taught our first fitness classes. But this part in particular is all about marketing and messaging. So again, this five-part series is all about how we built our in-person fitness business and took it from seven women to seven figures and how you can do it too. Now, I just want to say before we also get started, um, we do have an amazing free download. We created a a, a guide. It's a Fitchix Academy guide. It's our ultimate guide to becoming a successful certified fitness and nutrition coach. Mm -hmm. It includes so much stuff that we're talking about here today. So make sure you go download it at becomeacertifiedfitnesscoach.com forward slash guide. It is like game changing and is kind of, you know, a written form of a lot of stuff that we're talking about. So you can um, work through it and implement it in your life. Thank you for that. That's, I forgot all about mentioning that. So, um, okay. So when we go into marketing and messaging, that is what we're talking about today. Now, what we want to share at first is really about like what we marketed, how we built our brand and the marketing message behind our brand and why it was so important, why this positioning was so important. So one of the things when we started FitChix that Laura and I decided on was that our brand was not going to be like other brands and we were not going to be specifically focusing on women's insecurities. We knew we were going to be a women's only company. That's what FitChix is. Um, but we did not want to be focused on women's insecurities. We found that that kind of marketing message of, you know, get bikini ready or lose the last 10 pounds and all of that is always about making people feel really bad about themselves to take action. And we really want it to be about empowerment. So for us, that messaging didn't make sense. So with Fit Chicks, that is also why even our logo, if you've noticed, is a little chick. Because <laughs> we wanted it to just be kind of like this universal visual of, you know, anybody can be a Fit Chick. It doesn't have, it has no like age, race, size, ability built into it. It's really just about being something that is allowing everybody to see that they can be a Fit Chick within them themselves as well. And really our messaging was about, here's a community of women with programming that is, you know, about empowerment, about strength, about community, about challenging yourself and not some kind of fluffy workout. Like that was kind of all around our messaging, but it wasn't focused on like, you know, you're not good enough. So come and do this thing, which is where I feel like a lot of messaging kind of strikes. Well, and also, I mean, we sat down and talked about like what it was that we really wanted to stand for. What do we stand for? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, like I'm not at the gym in a sports bra, you know, running around, like I'm in an oversized t-shirt and (laughs) bike shorts usually, you know, like everyone has their thing that they're comfortable in. Mm -hmm. But the thing was, is then this was 2008 when we first started talking about this, but even still now, if you Google, 
you know, images for fitness personal professionals, trainers. images of personal trainers, images of health coaches. Literally, it's like it's a step and repeat. Up, it's the same thing. It's a girl with a ponytail in a sports bra with a six pack, either drinking a smoothie, doing a push up. I don't with understand a why chart. no. Yeah, <laughs> with a clipboard, and they're like with a client with a clipboard, and they're both smiling. <laughs> I just don't understand why no woman can seem to do that with a full top on. And I, again, if you want to wear a crop top, all the power to you. But it is still that old school message of like, you know, there is a one size fits all kind of fitness coach, or there's a one size fits all goal that people have for fitness. And that's not the case. Everyone has a different reason why they want to work out. And also there should not, everyone should feel included no matter where they're at. So our little fit chick really represents like you can be a fit chick at any age, whether you're two years old or 92, like fitness just looks different at different places in your life. So if you ever look at any of our materials, you'll see there's not one crop top. There is not <laughs> one certain image of a type of woman. Uh, a lot of our stuff is more like whimsical and more, you know, pictures of our actual classes and then of our little chick. Um, and that was something that, you know, we, we've been doing that for the last 14 years and that has never changed. No. And I, when it came to our messaging. And I think, you know, when I think about that messaging though, that was like, not only was it something that was true to us, but it was also something that was missing in the market because in the market, it was flooded with what you see. Like you said, Google personal trainer, step and repeat, same image over and over again. And all of a sudden we were popping up with a different message, a unique look and feel to our brand. And people I know now more so than ever before, I think people are just getting really sick and tired of this, like one size fits all approach to health and fitness. And women are really just like, okay, enough is enough. Like stop marketing to me that way. But even back then it was still like, obviously something that we wanted and other people did too. And that's why our business was able to grow and flourish when other businesses, and it allowed for our business to stand out from other companies in the industry because other companies, they were more focused on following suit, right? They all had the same sort of message about, oh, it's summertime, get bikini ready. And we were really not about that. So all of a sudden we had a different message and it was a unique look and feel that gave us an opportunity to grow our business as opposed to close our doors. Well, and that's something that I think is so, and I mean, we teach this to our students at Fitchix Academy is like, you know, you are not, you are your personal brand. Like you are not just... Laura, a fitness trainer. And if you want to stand out, yes, like, well, if you want to blend in, you can just, you know, do generic images and just wear your regular clothes and not have anything specific. But as your personal brand, like, who are you training? What does that, what do you want your colors to be? Who is like, what is your niche? What is your offer? What is your positioning? All of these things. I mean, we teach all of this and we dial it in within our certifications to help you get started right away with that very clear But like Amanda was saying, for us, it's like during that time, everyone, like there was gyms and there was some boot camps, but the colors were all the same. The images were all the same. So we were very, very strategic on picking the chick. We were, it wasn't just like, oh, we like the chick. We're picking the chick. It was like, there's a reason why we're doing this because what it represents. And also no one else is doing this type of imaging. Mm -hmm. Then the yellow shirts. So still to this day, everyone associates bright yellow with fit chicks. And we try to wear our branding, even though Amanda's wearing white right now. She, <laughs> I'm still it wearing is, my chick power shirt. <laughs> it is a chick power shirt, but still, even then, look at the difference between me and her if you're watching this on video. 
Yeah. Like if you've been watching our videos for a long time and you see the yellow, you're probably like, oh, that's Fit Chicks right away. Yeah. Right? Even when and, I remember when we used to do events and anything, they're like, oh, there's the Fit Chicks. Like people would be yelling across the convention halls, there's the Fit Chicks. Cause we'd be like these bright yellow, like, especially when our whole team was with us and we would just be like this sea of yellow <laughs> happening yeah. in the conferences. And it was amazing. And then we so also have our like black <laughs> or purple or whatever. And then we have our color coding too. So like our complementary colors are also bright. So we do like bright purple and, you know, bright, bright pink and bright orange, like all of these colors that complement this color that again, are not typically in the realm of fitness. Like most of the time fitness is like black or um, they end up using a lot of green for more of like the holistic fitness stuff like that. But it's always like the same kind of look. So for us, we're like, this is what we want to look like this is what we want to be consistent with. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, it was really about creating a brand and an experience. We also have our own verbiage. We call our women. I talked about this last week, instead of calling them ladies, we call them chicks. Mm-hmm. So it was always like from the moment that they came into our world, it was like they were in a different world that they wouldn't experience anywhere else. And that was very strategically part of our marketing and our messaging because I don't want someone to go to a good life or a big box gym and get the same type of experience as when they come to Fitchix. It has to be different. And that's, what's going to make you grow. That's what made us grow to seven figures. 100%. Now I want to like switch gears a little bit now talking specifically about the marketing side. Cause that's like more like the brand and the messaging and how we market it. But I want to talk specific because we get a lot of questions inside of our Academy or from new students coming in as fitness and nutrition experts that want to know like, well, how, you know, if I have no clients, it's like, how am I going to start marketing? So I want us to like, just like take it way back for a minute and talk about like the grassroots marketing stuff that we used to do and share not only like some of the funny things, some of the things that worked and didn't work, but then also share like today, what are some of those tactical things that people can do in their business if they're just starting out or if they're considering even getting started to grow their business? If they don't have an email list, they don't have a huge social media. Because when we started our business, guys, social media was like just up and coming in September of 2008. We didn't have a big email list. We did everything like grassroots style. So we did like posters. We did postcard, like little flyers that we would bring out to all like little cafes and nail salons and restaurants and coffee shops, um, hair salons, tanning salons, like anywhere that we knew our market, like our people were going to in our communities, we would ask if we can leave them there. We would put up posters outside. We did the funniest thing ever, which was our fax advertising, but it worked back then. <laughs> so I know, I know, anyway, we got some, death some people, I know some people might be like, what is fax advertising? Like literally facts advertising is like this super, super old school thing that you used to be able to pay a company and they would send out like mass faxes. Like those, like, remember, like if anyone here is like our age, you might remember fax machines, (laughs) but like fax machines literally were like, they would send out like little like notifications. Right. But we would send them out because our target audience was, it was women. And a lot of women would be the ones that would be picking up their faxes or doing things from like an administrative role. And so they would actually see these. So that was like a really big thing for us. Um, We also would reach out on like community boards and we would post on like community events. We would post on um, calendars. So like online calendars, we would contact local papers to have our information put up. So there was a lot of ways that we marketed that were not the way that you do today or the way that everybody thinks they have to do it today. Because everyone thinks I have to have a social media following. I have to pay for ads on 
uh, Facebook or whatever. And those are my only options. But we tell our students, even in the academy now, I'm like, to get your first 10 clients, do these grassroots marketing efforts, build your client base, and then worry about the other piece. But start getting momentum in your business and getting paying clients before you start spending money that maybe you don't want to be spending on Facebook ads. Especially because you have to test. And if you listen to our last work, uh, our last podcast, we're talking about, you know, the four steps about we were talking about teaching our first classes and how to really create these effective classes. And if you are investing so much money and you don't know what you're doing online and you haven't tested your product online is amazing. Once you know, your program is, is working. If you're yeah, getting cold people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean you have to have a huge in-person following, but you have to have at least tested your product, your program, your workouts, run it with real people, Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, you can always buy ads, but I highly recommend that you test it first and know it works. Okay. So that's why too, even like when Amanda was saying, you know, um, all the grassroots stuff, the very first step guys, though, you have to t- do what we did and get down. What is your messaging? Yeah. Because you can put up all the posters in the world, but if you don't know who you are attracting, like, are you wanting to work with, you know, um, new moms? Are you doing a baby and me boot camp? Are you doing um, for women over 40? Like, what is it? Your messaging is going to be different. Where you're going to go put those posters is going to be different. Totally. All of those things. And you have to know what you stand for. So do your homework. That's really your homework what it is. And, and ask yourself. And I mean, we have a whole um, exercise that we go through with our students in the fitness and nutrition expert program, where we're pulling out their brand, their voice, their messaging, who they want to work for, uh, or who they want to work with, mm-hmm. their positioning of their offer, what's in their program, like all of that stuff. We go through that because before you market to a customer, you have to know it, or you're literally just going to be throwing away money. And that could just even be on printing posters. Like, no, totally. And I mean, and I also want to share, like, even in the beginning, if once you figure all those pieces out and then you start like doing some things, also think about like how you're positioning those things and also find a way to track success. So one of the things that Mm -hmm. we used to do was we would have certain codes. Like if say, for example, we were doing mailbox drops of our little postcards in a certain community, we would have a specific code that we would put on a sticker on it, literally just like a label that had a sticker that has special code. And we would see, has anyone used that code over the past month? And if nobody used it, then we knew don't waste our time putting postcards out there because though that community doesn't necessarily um, pick up on that. Like it's not working for them, but there'd be other communities where all of a sudden we'd have four people registering using that code. So we're like, okay, do that again. Right. So it gave us the ability to kind of like evaluate and track, just like what we were talking about in the last session too, about evaluation, like evaluating to see like, is this working? Is this not? And if it's not working, what can we do differently in that community to start bringing more business? And then what can we continue to do in this other market? Because it is working. Because the thing you have to remember guys, is that especially if you're teaching an in-person program, you know, and of course, a lot of times what happens is we start with in-person, then we also teach online programs. But if you teach an in-person program, you have to connect with the people within your community. So a lot of times, you know, people think, oh, it's easier just to launch an online program. It's actually harder to launch an online program. I think it's 100% easier to launch in person. 
Completely. Because not only do you have to find the people, but you have to build the relationship with them without them knowing, like being able to either physically come to a trial class or um, to be able to actually t- like interact with you in person and all of those things. So when we built Fitchix Bootcamp, not only were we doing all of the stuff with the postering, we would also offer trial classes. So come to your first class for free. Um, we we would had a really do- good follow-up offer too for them. Yeah, we would do um, warm ups at different events. So, you know, we would look at what's up and coming in our area. So we would have like the 5k walk for breast cancer, we contact them and say, Hey, do you need someone to lead your warm up? Like, we would love to come in for free, just, you know, get people pumped, do a stretch, do a warm up for the walk. They, we had so many amazing partnerships with different charities, because we would just reach out. Yeah. Right. And then you get to know so many people in your community or if it's, it's even just also building up the um, like uh, most people don't buy on the first time they see. Right. But then they see your poster, they get their poster in the postcard in the mailbox. They're like, oh, those are the girls from the 5K walk. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I'm going to check it out for a trial class. And then it builds up. Yeah. And it's I mean, it's it's literally one of the easiest things you can do because you're also, and also you're giving back to your community and you're feeling good about it. Like it's like you're building like, know, and trust with your clients because now they're like, Oh, if this organization trusts them enough to bring them here, then I should trust them too. So now immediately you have that like, know, and trust factor happening. And then also it's for you, it's like this feel good project. Cause you're going to be like, Hey, like I'm doing something really good for my community. I'm giving back as well. And I'm also getting exposed to, you know, 500 people, a thousand people, you know, we did, we did these on a regular basis. We did like different events and charity events and stuff and different conferences where we would offer, we would reach out to like the women's show and things like that and say like, Hey, do you have any stage times available? We can run a mini workout. We did this all the time because it was just giving you exposure in exchange for your time as opposed to a cost. And that was something as you're growing your business, you want to look at those opportunities. And also, I think it's really important for the for the process of stepping into yourself as a business owner, mm-hmm. because it's a lot easier to put up a Facebook ad and hide behind it, even though, again, it's <laughs> harder to build that unless you've got good copy and you're testing, you got to prove an offer, all this stuff, right? But it's like, it forces you to go and tell someone, hi, I'm Laura, and I'm the founder of Fitchits. Like, hi, I'm Jen, I run Jen's Bootcamp. Like, you have to start to step into that identity And that is also such a huge part of business, right? Like you're growing as you are also growing your business Mm -hmm. and it will help you to really start to get comfortable with that and own it. So I think there's such an important piece in the grassroots marketing. I mean, online is amazing and we love online, but when, (laughs) but the thing is too, is there's so much opportunity for in-person workouts, especially bootcamp style programs. I mean, we talked about this from, you know, in our podcast number one, but like we were making thousands of dollars a month teaching two times a week. I was bringing two one hour classes a week, thousand dollars each a month teaching at our locations. So it's like, you have to realize there's so many people who still, because this is the one thing guys, fitness and nutrition are never going away. No, there's still going to be the fad diets. There's still going to be the crazy new, you know, shaker machines and like (laughs) trampoline workouts. Yeah. The new workout, the trampoline workouts, the new, you know, whatever workout it is of the month, same thing with nutrition. But in all reality, these are two things that no one can do for someone else's body, 
right? For me to be healthy or to have a body visually that I want or whatever it is, I have to actually put in the work. So I have two choices. Either I can go to a class, I can go to the gym Well, I have three, or I could do like an online program, right? There's always going to be people who need that in-person motivation, who want to come to your classes, who want to pay you for your workouts. And if you're not out there talking to them, you are missing out on so much opportunity. Like for us, we grew our business. We started September, 2008. We, between September, 2008 and December, we were teaching one class, two times a week. I think we made $15,000. And then our second year, we did $150,000 teaching each of us two times a week. (laughs) So this is not even like, not even talking about a full-time job here. We're talking about like a part-time job. Mm -hmm. And then in our third year, we went to being solo. And that's when we started growing really, really expanding and hiring trainers. And then we were in the high six figures. So it, it, it is so possible for you guys. And don't think Group programs are dead. Don't think boot camps are dead. They are not. I think actually more than ever, especially with what's going on in the world, they are making a comeback. Oh my gosh. I think people if you're not... want personal. They want to see people. And with boot community, camps, they want connection. Yeah. They want to be outside. Everyone, especially what's happening right now in the world, people are like, are going to be like, Oh my gosh. Like if I, if I was running, if I was going to be opening a business, that would be like the thing I would want to open right now because I'm like, Oh my God, how many people are going to just be like, please give me something outside of my house that I can do. That's different because. And that I can safely social distance in. Totally. Exactly. And it's just, it has to be something that people feel like they're going to get something out of it in that they feel like there's a community and a connection because even in a social distance environment, because right now everyone is just feeling so isolated and they're feeling so just like a lot of people are really sick and tired of doing online programs. A lot of people are really like exhausted with the idea of having to consistently just like figure out their own workouts and plans. They just want someone to help them along that path and to feel like they're a part of something bigger. So, and the two things that I do want to say too, is that like, I really think that, you know, we get into this mindset of like, there's like, I don't know what to do. There's no opportunity for me to market. Like, how am I supposed to do this? Right. You have to just try things. And this is where, you know, everyone's, (laughs) everyone's area they live is different, right? So for us, we were trying all of the things. You've got to test different stuff. Like we would reach out to morning shows, Mm -hmm. like TV shows, people like, oh, it must be so hard to get on TV. I'm like, have you ever asked? Like literally we would send an email to our morning shows in our area and be like, Hey, we have a really cool idea for like morning workouts. They're always looking for people to come on. Do you know how hard it is for journalists to have to sit there and be like, okay, what's going to be my next story? What's going to be my next story? They want people to come with solutions. Their problem is they have to find the next story for tomorrow morning. If you're providing a solution that makes sense to their viewership, they are going to be happy to have you there. I promise you that. Oh, you yeah. just have to you just have to reach out. And that's like that's kind of always been our rule too since day 1 was that we never really took no for an answer like and we never let kind of fear stop us. You know, people be like, "Well, how did you get on like the shopping channel?" I'm like I walked in and we pitched them. <laughs> we sent them an email. But it's still scary. Like that's the thing. We can't, act, we can't act like it's like, oh yeah, we just did it. And we're like, no, it was horrible. And like for us to get over that, that feeling of not good enough, that feeling, but the worst they can say is no. 
Well, no, but that's my point. It's like, it's scary. That's why I said you get a, like, you have your fear and all those things coming up, but you still just like, we never allowed that to stop us is what I said. So it's yeah, like, like you acknowledge it, you own it and you go. Yeah. And you just, and that's, you know, and that's like the main thing. So, you know, we're going to wrap up for today, but really like the main things with marketing is just like, don't think that grassroots marketing is something that you shouldn't be doing because it should be definitely something that is on your radar 100% because people are buying out of convenience more so than ever. And they're going to buy based on, you know, if they're in your community, that is so convenient for them. Right. So you've got to make sure that you're marketing to those people. They have to know about it. So that's like the number one thing is like, don't think that marketing grassroots style is like a bad idea. It's a really good idea and it's going to be a cost savings idea. And it's going to be something if you're strategic about it and you plan out. And we talk about this with our students. Like I said, we have a whole checklist that we go through of like, these are the things that you should be focusing on to set up your business, to find your first 10 clients as soon as you graduate or before you even graduate. And the one other thing I just want to say too, like, Mm -hmm. even we're talking about like, you know, the idea of morning shows and, and talking to media or talking to your local newspaper or talking to whatever. We also even give you guys, you know, we walk you through how to even create that email So people will actually, we call it a pitch, but just even to create that email to send out, that's going to have something that's so amazing in it that they're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to want you on. Like some of our grads too, like Sarah Taylor, one of our grads, she does like a regular morning spot now Mm -hmm. on local television. So it's like, and we have another one of our Fitchicks Academy grads in our holistic nutrition weight loss expert program who does a um, a weekly radio spot on nutrition. Like there is so much opportunity out there that is outside of just, you know, thinking you have to be a marketing expert or whatever it is. Like anyone can do this. We teach you how literally you don't need a marketing degree. You don't need anything like that, but you do need to know your messaging and you do need to get over the fear of putting yourself out there. Yeah. And you need to do your homework and do the work. You got this. You got this, chicks. You got this. (laughs) We totally believe in you. So uh, with that, we're going to wrap up for today. So this was part three of our five-part series about how we took our in-person business from seven women to seven figures and how you can do it too. Now, next week, we are on part number four, where we're going to be talking about our loyalty programs, like building out loyalty programs and returning clients. So how do you build your retention rates? How do you increase retention rates to get your clients coming back for more week after week, month after month, year after year? How did we do that so successfully and how can you do it too? So make sure you check it out. Part number four next week. We will see you then. And of course, in the meantime, check out fitchicksacademy.com where you can learn more about our fitness and nutrition expert program, all of our certifications, our holistic nutrition, weight loss coach, everything is on there. Check it out fitchicksacademy.com and we'll see you next week. Bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, Join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.